Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Bachelorette Wrap Up. I'm Amy here, as always, with the lovely Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing tonight? I am great. I have come prepared in my Canadian tuxedo, and I am ready to wrestle. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have your belt buckle yet? Or you need to fight to get your the greatest, what was it, bachelor belt buckle uh, round? Oh, I don't even know. Bachelor, yeah, bachelor bucko. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I haven't worn a belt. Ooh, I haven't worn a belt in years at this point. Um, in the last year, I've pretty much given up hard pants. And um, along with that goes any need for a belt because now all of my pants have elastic waistbands and they can stay up just fine. So true. When have I worn a belt? <laughs> Don't remember. Like maybe university I wore a belt. <laughs> yeah, a little bit outdated competition, I guess. They weren't keeping with the times. Maybe they got a discount on belt buckles, but we'll get to that. Um, how are you feeling after episode two? We're already at a to be continued episode. No rose ceremony. I'm pissed off about that, Amy. That like, what the? What are we doing? I know. It was. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of that. I think I think we're like it'll be the pattern, and uh, we'll just have to accept it. But it did lead to an interesting wrinkle in our draft. I think a first time ever, George said we're all in a three way tie. So. I love this for us. Yeah, I feel like Brian has handed us a gift. Yeah, it's it, I feel like he I feel like he didn't try so that <laughs> he could feel good. That would be very benevolent of him. So this episode felt like it was a little sleepy to me, felt like a little bit forced drama, but I'm already like really angry at some of these guys. Okay, give me the list of the top three angers. Carl, I think is Ugh. at the top. Um Aaron is on there. Um and then but then Cody too. So I don't really like either of them. How about you? Carl, Carl, Carl. I'm yeah. mad at Carl. Yeah. I'm just mad at Carl. <laughs> um, so let's get into it because we started kind of hearing that the guys didn't really like Carl or that he just talks too much. But that at that time, it just seemed like, okay, they're just somebody that they're fixated on. But now that we've seen the full episode, I'm like, okay, I can see that he's probably been annoying everyone this entire time. I just never liked Carl from the beginning. I could just yeah, tell that you didn't want to be motivationally spoken to. No. And now it's like manipulatively spoken to. Ew, as well. It's just like, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Yeah. Um, but we start out with the, the date hosted by Heather McDonald. And, you who, know, they read who I on know from one of my bedtime episodes of um, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, okay. She was one of the guest judges on one of the Snatch Games. Can't quite remember which one, but I definitely know her from watching Drag Race before bed every night. Nice. She used to be on Chelsea lately, way back when, and I did watch that occasionally. So that's where I knew her from. Um, but apparently best known for her podcast. So she got a good plug in there when she signed the contract to come out to New Mexico, I think. Um, and then... I was listening because she was kind of doing the circuit on different like bachelor podcasts. So she was on Nick Fial's podcast and she talked about how, so she hosted the state that was the greatest lover of all time. 
And okay, then, I have a question. Yes. I have two questions. Yes. One, were they trying to torture me this entire episode? <laughs> two, is the new format for like the second episode of the season like one intercourse centered date and one like wrestling centered date? Ooh, I think you've landed on a pattern that they've. <laughs> I hate intercourse dates and I hate wrestling dates. I have no use for wrestling. Why do I want to see that? Because what did they do? So Matt James season was something really similar where they had to like romance novel. And then it was boxing. And then... Although uh, listen to Mari and Matt's WWE podcast here on the Wrap Ups Network. They're great. Yeah. (laughs) There was... The Claire's had the... Claire had the like Romeo Juliet type like love language thing but I can't remember what sort of physical competition they had I hate oh they they had the like the naked volleyball oh okay so or something maybe not wrestling but something like competitive I just can't like it makes it makes me recoil thinking about having to to just wear jeans and then no shirt (laughs) and wrestle in the mud and then like get on your knees and wrestle in the mud yeah no i'm faking an injury (laughs) that's what john should have done right but he kind of held his own but yeah good for john my new boyfriend yeah i like him too i feel like john's do well on or like do well in like the public eye on this show am i think is there like a john that i'm not i'm thinking not thinking of (laughs) that wasn't popular John. it's been bothering. Yes, exactly. It's been bothering me that I can't figure out who John looks like. And he mm. looks so familiar to me and I could not figure it out. It was driving me crazy until okay. a friend of mine from university pointed out on her Instagram that she, he looks exactly like Canadian icon figure skater Patrick Chan. So I'm, I'm going to send you a link to his photo in our DM or in our Skype chat. <laughs> he does. Even right? in the thumbnail. That's so funny. I, and, and like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yes, 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 yes. This is it. Yeah, that's who it was. Okay. Yeah. I was saying, going to think of Hunter was the person that I'm like, he reminds me of someone and I don't know who it is. But... Loren Taylor Lautner. Oh, <gasps> That could be what it is. <laughs> yeah, every guy on this season looks vaguely like somebody else. Yeah. The lower we have version, low rent, um, version. Judge Reinhold. We have low rent. Yes. Uh, who else did we say? I don't know. There's someone else. That one guy's kind of like Bennett. Um, yeah. Oh, the Garrett. Although he's probably the high rent Garrett. <laughs> looks like the other Garrett, yeah. in my opinion. Debatable. There's a TikTok yeah. going around. Oh yeah. Huh. Oh no. I'll have to send that to you after. Remind <laughs> me. Yeah, I'm sure there's still secrets coming out about these guys, but. Yeah, I've heard some like sneaky, sneaky rumors about Greg too. Oh. That he's also not here for the right reasons. Okay, I could maybe see that. Um, I noticed that he's like BFF or like close friends with Caitlin from Big Brother. Um, life coach Caitlin. Uh, oh, yeah. She comments on oh. his Instagram, and it was like, "Oh, he's like a brother to me," or something like that. Do you think we could get Caitlin on the podcast? Hmm. 
Maybe. I can't tell if she's attainable or not. Yeah, that would be. We can try. <laughs> we'll see. Um, anyway, so this first date, it was our intercourse date of the season. It was horrific. Uh, and guess what they did to be cruel? <laughs> With the virgin on the date. Yeah. Oh, so what I was going to say about um, Heather McDonald is that she wrote a book about being a 27-year-old virgin. And so she's like only been with her husband. But she talked about how hosting the date. She's like, oh, I'm sure the producers had no idea that that was part of my background. Because like I am talk about sex all the time in my act. And so she like stood up for like certain things that she wasn't comfortable doing and like really like wanted to help. Like she didn't want to like make a fool out of Mike or anything like that. Oh, great. Um, I'm, so she was I'm like, really glad to hear that. Yeah. So she was like really like empathetic towards him and like, cause she heard from the producers that he was like falling like in the interviews and like, but then she said after the date, he was like on cloud nine. Like he felt so like, relieved and like to win the award and stuff so yeah well here here's my thing Mm -hmm. if if we are going to tout this season for being the most sex positive i i think we have to include um like positive virginity in that and now i'm not saying that i think we need to to hold the social construct of virginity on a pedestal like i'm very much like if you don't want to intercourse then you do not need to. And if that's not something you're comfortable with, or if that doesn't fall in line with what you want to do, um, then like, I don't know, but, but I don't think it should just be like, you know, the straight in intercourse that we should be celebrating. I think we should be celebrating like all types of uh, sexuality and levels of um, desire of intercourse, I guess, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, and again, I don't think um, I want to like say that debutante balls where like virginity is key or is a good thing because I definitely don't. I don't think like the expectation of women women to be virgins is good or nice or good. Um, But I just feel like we shouldn't be mocking this man because he it's his choice to not intercourse before marriage. Right. And it seemed like that was clearly their intention going in, like to put him in an uncomfortable situation. Um, Luckily, he was able to, you know, kind of frame it how he wanted to and like tell his story. Um, But like those questions that they had. So they start out like they line them all up and like have they each have a whiteboard and she's asking questions. And so like at that point, she didn't Heather McDonald said she didn't know, like, who was the virgin on the date and then she like was like oh it must have been that guy that was putting question marks and then she started to feel really bad you know like because she had vetoed some questions beforehand um so it just seemed like they were trying to make him like blurt it out right there or something you know and Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that he was able to like you know do it on his terms but that wouldn't have been his choice to on that date or you know but i think he wasn't maybe maybe he's not like one of her top choices and so they like like let's put you on this date right now and like get the story out there which seems really like um i don't taking advantage of his story and yeah manipulating producer manipulation so but 
we see that again in the date when with who they pair up for wrestling. So what else can we expect? So mm-hmm. um, then they each have to perform um, in some way, showcasing how they are the greatest lover. And so they all t- take different approaches. What do you think is the best approach to take on something like this? Because we talked about something similar on Matt James season with the romance novel. Do you go, you know, full on and like, be like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, extremely sexual with this. Or do you find your like loophole? I go fun and lighthearted. I go, I do what Connor B does, except I would not be on the musical instruments. Mm, Yeah self-deprecating like you're alluding to the topic but you're not being so literal with it righto yeah i thought he did really well at first when i saw him like immediately strumming the song i'm like oh this is just a love song that he came into the show with but <laughs> clearly this was probably not something he could prepare for so i don't think he was a, a jed situation with this one but um i did see that he you know he's a teacher but he also like is a dueling does dueling piano so like Mm -hmm. someone that would be very quick on their feet with something like that so yeah that was cute um and then anyone else that impressed you like what anyone else that impressed you no nobody else impressed me this was awful i hated this (laughs) box guy early on in the episode was like i don't want to just be the guy from the box and then he puts his dick in a box (laughs) and then carl was an absolute yeah carl i kind of want to get right into carl um because this was horrifying and i don't even know if i can describe why it was so horrifying um the other thing i learned from what the behind the scenes from heather mcdonald was that this was it went on for 18 and a half minutes no yes okay that is just an absolute horror show yeah (gasps) no like it was a full motivational (laughs) speech and she said that she tried to like okay you said you have like six points why not three you know like she tried to get him to like cut it down and so like when they cut to the guys in the audience being like this is too much you know like we saw like just a sliver of it that's unfortunate did did heather say anything about like whether she liked Katie or not, I mean, I'm sure she didn't say like, "Oh, I didn't like her," but no, she said she she liked her, yeah, and she she talked about something like how one thing that you don't really realize is that these leads get kind of thrown into things where they have to kind of host, and she thought she did really well with that kind of thing, like being you know being on kind of, but not mm-hmm. you know in a fake way, but just having to like be on all the time, so. And that she, like, they all had drinks and, like, the four four of them with Taisha and Caitlin were just, like, howling and, like, clutching each other, like, just dying laughing at all these things. So, they had fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, So, who got the group date, Rose, here? Well, Carl was on a mission to get it. Like, uh-huh. And it makes me uncomfortable when he's, uh, like, it's a game. Yeah. I don't know if he can handle not winning something it's like he's believing his own hype and it's like okay if i'm a motivational speaker then my strategies have to work at all times and i have to like prove it out or something that's the vibe i got um because it was like competitive but in like a different way than we tend to see when there's like that guy that like has to get the rose 
Um, it's like he had some game plan and I don't know what he was trying to accomplish because he thought for sure he was going to get it with his horrifying lecture that he did on this date. And then, okay, well then it's going to be, you know, I didn't win the trophy, so I'm going to get the group date rose. And I didn't pick up on anything that would stand out about why he should get it when he no, talked to he, her. Like, I don't even know what he was trying to accomplish mm-hmm. um, in his time with Caitlin that he was like convinced was going to work. Right. And then it was like, okay, that didn't work. So <laughs> cocktail party and he like unveils that new strategy, which we'll get to. But um, who got it? It was Thomas. So she's really into Thomas. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have that connection without really like, they don't know why. So are they just like hot for each other? <laughs> They don't Probably. Really. I mean, like, I, I don't think we talk in, or not that we don't talk enough. I don't think the show highlights enough that some of these people are just like hotties liking other hotties. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like some big story. Like, it could just be like, oh, I feel spark here. Like, I just want to make out with him. Like, I don't want to marry him. And I know that. But I want my mouth to be on his mouth. Yeah. What do you think the makeout move where he like lifts her up and puts her on his lap? I lot of questions about the making out this season okay a lot of hand heads there's a lot of like does that almost like standing up while making out because there's so much like making out Mm -hmm. yeah and connor his mission on this like the group date cocktail party portion was to redo the kiss that they had before I, don't know, I liked him less this episode. I liked his song, but I just felt like, I don't know. Like, it was a little annoying to me. This, like, felt like a little bit planned. Like, we have to, I have to redo the kiss no matter what. And I don't know. Why not just move on <laughs> from the cat situation in a different way? I don't know. What are you thinking about Connor? Um, I'm still buying his shtick, but mm-hmm. I could see why others would not buy his shtick. Mm-hmm. I'm a shtick gal, what can I say? <laughs> um, and then while the state is going on, we see the one-on-one date card arrive and it goes to Greg. And I'm, I'm truly shocked. This is really shocking. It, there's few things that shock me in this Bachelor lifetime, but I was very shocked that the first impression Rose guy got the first date. Yeah, which I don't know that it's ever happened before. Um, and so there was one contestant and I tried to figure out who it was. I think it was the Andrew something um, made a comment. Does anyone else feel like time is money and the rich just got richer? I, that made me laugh. Yeah. So he, Greg is getting the time. You could tell Greg was shocked as well. Um, but yeah, usually like, the one-on-one person like they might not even get like the first impression rose may not even get a date you know um yeah that week so why do you think they would do that to just like put a target on him more is he like i really don't know or maybe like maybe katie was like no i want to go on a date with greg like that's who i want to go on a date with Mm -hmm. but i just i don't i really don't know Mm -hmm. um so let's see 
I think we can just get into that date. I don't know if there's anything else from that greatest lover date to, to comment on, but um, Greg's date was outdoorsy. Um, she asked if he likes the outdoors. I kind of picked up on that. He didn't seem super outdoorsy based on how he answered it. It was like a, like a little bit of a, a stutter there when he answered it. But like, hey, I love the outdoors. And then um, they were going fishing and it turned out that they both had a connection to that with their dads. So it ended up being a pretty emotional date, even though it was a pretty simple one. What did you think of this date overall? Um, I understood why it was great for them. I do not want to go fishing. Mm -hmm. I do not want to pee in a bucket. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hoping they didn't actually have to do that. Yeah. Considering they made out on their like makeshift toilet, so that was weird. I have um, no interest in that. I thought it was very cute. Um, I liked, I liked the way that they were able to be open and share and vulnerable, and that Katie was able to talk about her dad, and then later, and but Greg was able to give her that space to kind of explore those feelings, and then Greg was able to come in later and be like, "Hey, listen, like this is kind of where I'm at too." just wanted you to know and he was very vulnerable about it and i think that brought them really close mm-hmm. yeah because they were like the first part of the date she talked about how um her dad used to take her fishing and that's where she feels really connected to him um and so that also could be why like if she knew what the date was i don't know um either she just wanted to go on that date with greg or the producers kind of knew like they tied with the dad and um, that Greg might come out with his story or something, but um, so Greg's di- dad died two two years before, and he reveals that later on in the evening when they're having dinner. So he kind of lets her like listens to her story, but like works up his like you know um, feeling comfortable to share his story as well. Um, and they were even matching their clothes; like it was just like this seemed like like a real couple. I thought on this date already. Yeah, I felt very much that too. And that was very much Katie's vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't seem like anyone sort of back in the house is like mad at Greg or like, you know, like all the focus seems to be on Carl. It doesn't seem like Greg is getting any kind of negative like effects right now in the edit or um, in the previews or anything, unless we just don't know who they're referring to. But it doesn't seem like the guy, the guy seemed pretty chill about you know that he got this date as far as mm-hmm. we can tell i don't know anything else about katie and greg i feel like there wasn't a lot to go on just that they were cute together yeah it was very cute i enjoyed their chemistry he's very clearly into her she's into him um i am i am just going to suspend all of my disbelief and just believe in them yeah i mean we have no no proof of anything besides no. like just his name is kind of out there for something, but I don't have any specifics on what it is. So, This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Then the final group date, they kind of focused on Michael that he didn't 
wasn't on the group date. I don't know if anyone else wasn't on the group date, but he's the only one that see, they seem to like actually care about that didn't get a group date. Um, there's some guys here. If we didn't do the draft, and even though we did the draft, I have no clue who they are. <laughs> you know, like we, I don't know. Would uh, you believe if I told you there was another Connor? Right. <laughs> he's still there. Like, Oost? Yeah, exactly. So the editing is not really keeping you guessing too much. Um, so Michael didn't get the group date. He seemed to be fairly nervous about that. Um, then we have the big, okay, it's the big buckle championship. I mean, what a bland, like, I just hated this. I hated it so much. Yeah. Like, does the Hyatt Regency not have anything else to do? Do they not have a shell room? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's the other thing I remember from Heather McDonald <laughs> on the podcast. She said, like, there's literally nothing there. She she actually asked the producers, like, no offense, guys, but, like, why did you pick this place? <laughs> So she said the food was terrible. They only had like four things to choose from. Mm. And that's what Nick, you know, shows up on the next week. Mm -hmm. So he agreed, you know, Um, he's like, oh, they added chicken fingers to the menu. That's about it. (laughs) Since you were there, like, because people were complaining. Um, But she's like, there's just like nothing there to do. So, yeah, it wasn't. And they, they confirmed, like the producers were like, yeah, we were all set to go to this, like, gorgeous place you know the one in Canada that we learned about mm-hmm. and then they couldn't go because of the spike so um I think it was kind of like last minute thing but yeah I would almost I don't know like La Quinta had more I think so which wasn't much listen La Quinta was bomb I love La Quinta I think I'm all in on La Quinta yeah, with the comparison. I think I'm a Lakinta convert now. Yeah, exactly. So, and wouldn't Nima Colin take them back? You know, I mean, you would think just like make that like this the new Bachelor Mansion. So, yeah, I feel bad for Katie that this is kind of what she got stuck with. Um, they also did the move where um, prior to the date, it was like, except instead of Katie waking all the guys up, it was. Caitlin and Taisha waking the guys up and being like, okay, you can't change. You have to come out as you are right now. So like woken up and they have to head out. So we saw some guys kind of grab blankets around themselves, but otherwise they're just in their underwear coming out. Um, how do you feel about having the hosts do that instead? Again, I don't want to be, sh- I don't want to be shocked woken up into, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I think that, yeah, I think it's fun for Taisha and Caitlin to do, but yeah, I wouldn't appreciate it as a contestant. And I feel like the whole, like the reason they did it before, it seemed to be usually with like the women and the guy, the bachelor would wake them up like, oh, I want to see what they look like in the morning. You know, I want to see them without makeup. Yeah, exactly. So to cause that kind of drama. So they come out and then they get, um, there's just mud wrestling, right? <laughs> like, what is this? Uh, why? Yeah. So, and I can't ever really tell like, who's doing better on these things we just see like who wins um and so it's all really building up to cody and aaron who last week we were trying to understand why they had beef already aaron just hates cody for no reason we learned this episode um that they knew each other before but we don't learn much else about like how they know each other what went down between them what they know of each other it was very vague and they probably used did whatever the San Diego version of Groundlings is together. <laughs> Maybe. 
<laughs> it's something that they can't name because it just seemed weird how they couldn't like Emily hurt. let me know what the San Diego version of Groundlings is please <laughs> and thank you yeah so I don't know it almost seemed like you know maybe they like went for the same girl before or like they couldn't and they couldn't name it but there were some specifics that Aaron couldn't provide, but he just had to warn Katie that he's terrible. And the way he gets to warn her is that he wins the award for having the most heart and conviction, which made no sense. Like, why not give that to John or something? So because they just wanted him to tell tell her that he hates the other dude. Right. Yeah. It was totally set up for that because all the comments were like, oh, this was really tense. This was like an uncomfortable fight between them. So it doesn't line up with what they're saying why someone would win um, with the most heart and conviction. But yeah, he gets the little one-on-one time, but Cody doesn't seem too worried. He's like, oh, we have a strong connection. Like, maybe he'll say something. But but yeah, he goes full in, like, spends all his time doing what we say not to do, talking to the lead about somebody else and warning her honestly i don't care because i don't like either of them and i want to see both of them leave so talk all you want right that's kind of what i was thinking katie probably felt she was just like well i think i'll just send cody home because he brought a blow up doll the first night like why do i want him here and also like she's not wrong he didn't really answer questions yeah he was very vague about his answers as well Basically what Aaron said, like he had some disturbing social media posts or that he, which, hey, that's valid. <laughs> like to get warned about that, but we didn't know any specifics on that and that he maybe reacts really like, I can't remember what word he used, but like he said like diabolic or <laughs> diabolical mm-hmm. or something like that, like how he reacts to to things. Um, then there was a weird scene where... Um, Cody is talking to Aaron and he says, how would anyone know we knew each other if you kept your mouth shut? So it seemed like he was trying to cover something up or was just kind of like, hey, why don't you just like leave it alone? So there's definitely something there. But um, so that kind of supports that he was just there to like hang out and get his name out there. Um, So he gets the right reasons thrown at him. He leaves, but he he took it very calmly and said he was fuming inside, but you know, what can you do at that point? There's no one's fighting for Cody to stay around, right? No, I think like nobody's even like sad to see him go. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. People were kind of, um, I don't remember the Canadian guy's name, but <laughs> he was sort of supporting um, like, I think uh, Aaron was just looking out for Katie. So it seemed like they trusted Aaron and that and his judgment. I don't know why, but we don't have much to go on with Aaron either. And so then that kind of leads into the whole, like, she gives a speech at the cocktail party alluding to this. But before we get to that, um, who got the group date rose on this date? Let me look <laughs> at my notes. By that, I mean <laughs> the Bachelor recap on EW.com. <laughs> Did anyone get it? Because she was so focused yeah. on. Oh, was it Hot Andrew? Oh. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it was Hot Andrew. The hot Andrew. Because he goes to check on her. So she's like, I need a little time. I sent Cody home. He goes to check on her. 
Um, and that is received well. We get a little more of them like kind of um, talking, getting to know each other. And um, yeah. Yeah. So th- they also do this thing, which I feel is fairly new, where the lead will like mention three suitors and being like well so and so I I like that you did this Hunter I like that you gave me this creepy letter Uh, Andrew I like that you like checked on me you know and then so they know like they're in the top three they're in contention for the group date rows and then it goes to the the one person so it has to make like the remaining guys feel like crap (laughs) they're like oh I wasn't even like anywhere near getting this yeah so yeah so we get to the cocktail party and she Pulls Michael away right away, which I thought was a nice move. Um, Me too. I really liked it. I can't tell if I really find Michael endearing or I think he's a creepy creeper. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that too. Um, Well, he does a thing we don't like where it's like, can I kiss you? (laughs) You know, um, but I think he's just really like eager. I don't know. He's yeah, he's got that like playful dad energy so i don't know if that's something i would go for um, but i also like that he was like honest about being like nervous and but hope like hopeful right um i i love that she said to him like listen i didn't give you a date this week i feel good about where we're at I don't like think it's not because i don't want you here it's because like i do want you here and he's like okay like good that's what i was hoping you would say but i just right. like wasn't totally sure but like that's what i was hoping for <laughs> exactly yeah i think um it's maybe it's just because it's like what we don't typically see on the show we don't typically see the lead sort of clarify that because a lot of times we're like well why didn't this person get a date or and sometimes it's the person that doesn't get a date is the next one sent home they're just kind of mm-hmm. floating there and, and sometimes we don't always see like the overeager man which is like right. give, give me some over overeager man yes. once in a while yeah Show him, me who wants Connor, to be here. yeah so it, she's worried about who doesn't want to be there but she can definitely tell like the ones for sure that are like there for her and then there's probably like middle of the road that she mm-hmm. has to win over they're not like quite sure but yeah there's definitely like some that are already like yep i'm in on katie like it's me and you um yeah but i like that she was just like we didn't get the time and you get to like come with me first instead of having the guys be like i'm gonna steal you first and she had her her mission um so we hear her talk about like how she's just having a great night um nothing can bring her down <laughs> and then carl talks to her yeah they're like carl Carl, come in. Carl, we, we, got, we got some time for you. Come, come talk to Katie. Yeah, it's your turn. She's feeling too good right now. I I hated the way he approached this, which was being like sly and saying, oh, yeah, there's multiple men here who who don't want to or who aren't here for the right reason. And she said, great. Who? Ooh. And he's like, well, I can't. I don't. You're already upset. Like, I don't want to put that on you. But like get off the pot or do the S word. Like don't come around here and play those games with me. If you've got gossip, share the gossip. I'm not beating around the bush for my gossip. I want my gossip on a platter. Yeah. And I don't even think he had any gossip. I think no, he was-, he was just stirring the pot for no darn reason. Yeah. Um, He was like, because we see him talking to the guys and just sort of, all the guys seem to be like, okay, like Cody was sent home, like it's good energy here. And he's like, well, I don't know how many other guys in the house like aren't 
there could be five other guys here. There could be 10 other guys that are not here for the right reasons. And everyone's just kind of rolling their eyes like, okay, but we have no info on anyone. So why bother with that? Like John, I think made a wise statement, like why concern ourselves with this? Mm -hmm. Um, If we have, you know, why speculate on that? But it seemed to just get Carl's mind rolling. Like, oh yeah, there's percentage, you know, probability that, some of these guys aren't here for the right reasons. I'm going to put that, plant that seed in her head. Um, but then kind of make it seem like there was some truth behind it. That Oh, I've heard some things in the house. Um, but, oh, you know, like, you're already upset. I don't want to, you know, just just be on the lookout. You know, that's <gasps> no, just so much tell worse. me what to be on the lookout for. Yeah. Who are you talking about? And if there's no one, then there's no one. So um, she gets really upset comes out and says like i've been warned you know and like you know if you're not here for me if you're not here for engagement get the f out of here and you know this is in front of the whole group and so all the guys can be like okay who did she talk to last it kind of reminded me of um taisha season when it's like she talked to noah or something and then they're like Mm -hmm. who like said something to her so he has to like he's like okay it's me like i just said you know like and he reframed the whole story as if like she was asking him and he said, oh, like I thought, you know, there might be somebody here that, you know, I've heard some things. And then he made it seem like there's only one offender and they should come forward. Like almost like he was trying to like create a situation that like, well, if you're the one that's not here, just go tell her. Yeah. But there was nobody. <laughs> he was just like, well, like obviously like I'm, if I'm not here for the right reasons, I'm not going to stand up and be like, listen, babes, I just wanted 30,000 more Instagram followers. Uh-huh. So you're right. I'm just going to head on out now. And thank you very much. Like, op- like that's not going to happen. Right. And then I think Aaron must've thought it was something about him because she's like, Aaron, come with me. <laughs> so that I'm sure was producer guided, which I thought it worked to like, make him nervous um but she just wanted to like she sees aaron now as like the you know the truth teller the truth like, teller like he's got the pulse on what is happening in the house which doesn't strike me as that type of guy but um so he's just like sweating like oh, what's going on what's going on and then um she's like do you know who this could be about and while he's talking to katie that's when carl is like telling the rest of the guys and then it just leads to this whole big like what creates the scenario for the to be continued um, where the guys all pile on Carl, but I think justifiably so because he was manipulative and just like creating doubt for no reason. Like she can already assume that some guys aren't there like a hundred percent for her, but he made it seem like there was some like really shady person that he knew about and just wasn't telling her. Mm And so now it was like he was casting doubt on everyone and making her question everyone. (laughs) So, but I like that Katie was actually also like, well, I don't know if I can trust Carl either. So at least she has that radar going off. And I could see that him being the one that gets sent home based on everyone turning on him. Because we see somebody kind of walking out in the preview, Mm -hmm. like being sent out, out the door. Um but I don't know. Maybe it's well. Go I way. also we didn't see him in any other outfit than the one he was wearing. Oh, okay. Well, that's a root for that. At least, <laughs> can he be a short-lived villain? Because Ugh, there's only Mari's so much we can so take. Yeah. Um. 
So, yeah, we get the to be continued. So we don't really have much to go on um, for where things are going to go. But I'm assuming that the people that I really have not seen anything of, like that other Connor, um, the other Andrew, they'll be, you know, Mm -hmm. not getting a rose next week. But we shall see. Um, Are you ready to jump into questions? I sure as heck am. Alrighty. And if people have a long form question, Haley, where can they email that to us? You can send it to us at bachelorwrapup at gmail.com. How oh. old do you think our official email address is? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Does it seem like we've had it that long? Is it like three years old? Oh, I, I was thinking like maybe five. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know what the password is, if I'm being honest with you. You're just logged in. <laughs> no, I get it forwarded to my personal email. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know if I could Nobody log in. hack us. <laughs> well, and also, like, I suppose, like, if you know of someone that would be a good guest and they're, like, interested, like, send them that email, too. Yeah. Right? Tell them to uh, hit us up. Yeah. All right. So, friend of the podcast, wonderful class of 2020 member, Mari, says... Greg's one-on-one date and Katie's green dress meltdown were heavily featured in the season preview with both those events happening in episode two. Where do you think the season goes from here? Also any speculation on why the season wrapped early? This is a good point because I also remember the Mike, the crying, you know, Mm -hmm. we saw that this episode where he was crying about like, I didn't think it would happen this early. And so we think it's about like his feelings or something, um, but he's just crying about, the situation is put in on the date so this is making me nervous yeah that all of the good moments are gone already um i'm hoping that this i'm hoping that the season wrapped early because katie knew what she wanted she found what she wanted she wanted to hightail it out of there yeah and she probably was like listen i'm sick of chicken fingers and <laughs> plain sliders like please yeah. let me leave exactly <sighs> Um. And then this is from George at George CTV. So you can see the breakdown of our record setting three-way tie. Um, He says, does every season of this franchise seem to have the exact same storylines? The Virgin, the two contestants who know each other prior to the season starting, the guy who isn't there for the right reasons, the lead confronting the group about being there for the right reasons. Is it a reflection of society or a lack of creativity by the show? why not both um i think it's more of the lack of creativity of the show it's like they keep hitting these beats and it's like oh it worked in this season let's try it again and it's like oh well maybe it didn't work as well last time but let's try it again again. let's just Mm -hmm. see yeah definitely um because they have to have people that aren't there for the right reasons that's just like what they build the season around um and then yeah the lead always has to confront and the two contestants know each other i think it's like if they see that they're gonna go for it it can't happen every time i'm sure but you know seems like they're focusing more on certain cities nashville san diego la mm-hmm. so it can probably happen a lot a lot more than it would before um gary hogan what percentage do you miss chris harrison and why is it zero yeah i'd say zero i, yeah. I haven't even thought about him the only time like it comes up for me is the narrator i don't like the mm-hmm. new voiceover yeah but i think they had to get something quick it's probably like whoever's on abc's like just no. Rolodexers, yeah, exactly. So I think by Michelle's season, they'll have somebody that they're like, "This is who we're going with." Um, 
Hannah Litsky is Katie wearing Greg's bracelet on the group date. I did not notice this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here. Okay. I took a picture of okay. this, the screenshot. So I'm going to text it to you. Okay. Um, and if you like any of the RHAP Graham's content, well, you have, you have Hannah to thank for it. And how could you She not? does all the great little vids and stuff. Yeah. Follow at RHAP Grams. Okay. And so I just texted it to you. All right. Her what? bracelet's a little hard to see in this this photo of a screenshot. <laughs> so I don't know if I noticed like Greg's bracelet before. Oh, so he has Greg's too. Oh. He probably gave it to her on that date. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard to see that one, but interesting. Or is it the watch from Michael that she's wearing? <laughs> <laughs> the airport watch. I don't know. I feel like I buy it. Yeah. They wouldn't really know, right? Um, Josh Green, would you rather a season of one Carl or six Bennett's? And why is it six Bennett's? Honestly, it might be one Carl because I could send him home and just be done. Mm. Where with the six Bennett's, it's like I have to do six weeks of it. Yeah. But I could see like the six Bennett's like getting into it with each other and like competing. And I feel like I'd be more entertained with that than just Carl's like constant, like changing up his game plan. Yeah. Cause he's like a villain, but not an enjoyable villain. No, he's just annoying. Yeah. Cindy Bolin thoughts on the triple denim looks this season, denim dress, denim jumpsuit and Canadian tuxedo for Tasha. Okay. Which this seems like a perfect ding, Mary kill. Okay, so I have I have a photo here. I'm putting in our our chat again mm-hmm. of their looks. Yeah. So, um, for me, I'm obviously marrying the Canadian tuxedo. I'm digging Katie's little denim dress, and I'm killing Caitlin's denim jumpsuit. Yeah, if I'm going by like what. I would actually wear, I would go with the same. Like, Caitlin's looks very comfortable, but it's just too acid wash for me. Uh, yeah. Very cute. All right. Then we have Justin Feinberg. As they watch the season back, how many of the guys that Katie breaks up with went home and spent several nights crying themselves to sleep listening to Olivia Rodrigo? Rodrigo song. I'm hoping that they were at least over it by the time they arrived back into society. <laughs> um, or like by the time the album came out. It's a great album, though. Have you listened to it yet? No, I just heard a few songs. Okay. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay. Nice. Add that to my Spotify. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think there's gonna be some heartbroken guys for sure i don't think we've gotten to it yet like cody didn't seem very like he was not upset to leave i think he was just upset to be like the way his exit was you know the context of his exit Mm -hmm. so and that it was so short-lived on the show but yeah i think um hunter is like melting down just to like not get like that he didn't get the group date rose after his letter and we're seeing so much of hunter which seems weird yeah he wrote it like i wouldn't give the group date rose to a guy who wrote a letter to me on like a discarded takeout bag either yeah (laughs) that is so awkward too like to get a letter while the person who wrote it is sitting right there as you read it out loud like give a letter 
to have them take back with them to their room or something like just tell her what's on it instead of making her read it aloud to you so yeah not a fan of that move but that's it for questions um anything that you're excited about from the preview so i just feel like this episode didn't give us a, a lot i'm nervous now Mar- mari's got me very nervous i know and mari like she's usually on point about these kind of calls so it is it's like did was this like the aaron cody drama and the the culmination of this carl drama is this going to be the height of you know the excitement here but maybe we'll see maybe it'll be more like drama along the lines of like say like a desiree season where she's really into somebody and he leaves or you know something like that where we get more invested in the story um because she, Katie does seem like she has a lot of front runners right now. Yeah. So you could say like, oh, Greg's the front runner because he got the state. But then she's like, I can't stop thinking about Thomas or, you know, she and Connor are still really cute together. And hot uh, Andrew. Like, hot please, Andrew. can we not forget about hot Andrew? Exactly. <laughs> I know he was kind of forgotten a little bit, but they really bonded. We didn't talk about but their background and how they didn't grow up with much, but they didn't feel like they were poor and i thought that was something we don't see a lot because um it's just not maybe with their casting of who we typically see yeah like i feel especially the leads we get a lot of like my parents have been together for like 40 years and like obviously we have this beautiful ranch style home in west virginia right (laughs) no it's like nice to be like no my parents were divorced my dad died and we were poor right and she's upfront about it. And we didn't get that story when she was on that season because just, she wasn't there very long. So we got to know Katie a lot more these uh, first two episodes of the season. So I'm a lot more invested in her story than I was coming into the season. So that's good. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, I think um, it's a quick one tonight. <laughs> well, we have takes from Doug. Let's oh, hopefully right. he'll help us hopefully round it out takes an hour. Doug's, well, oh gosh, we've only, okay. So I just looked at our thing and I was like, we've been talking for about an hour. But then I remembered we talked for at least like 15 minutes before we before, recorded. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, anyway, uh, Doug says, when Carl referred to the show as the Hunger Games, was he referring to the way contestants are exploited for years by the producers? Or was he just hoping they would have a smash cut to Katie's crazy dystopian green dress and eyeshadow combo later on in the show? Ooh connection maybe it's just the hunger from now that we know what was on the menu at the Hyatt Regency <laughs> oh gosh you make me laugh um but actually are some of these background men just actually they have kept around since last season also how come they can't have a live audience I'm sure there are hundreds of New Mexican housewives that have quarantined to then be able to scream away during the sex story date yeah that's not fun. I'm I'm annoyed about the live audience thing. Like, okay, the jig is up. Like, we know that. I mean, I guess the guys didn't know, but it's not stressful for them to just be in front of their peers. It's stupid. (laughs) Just like get some real people, make the staff look like they're like random fans or something. I don't know, but yeah, like put some stakes behind it. I I would have to agree, and I feel like the guys were pretty good on this date like they were they didn't really make fun of anyone except carl and you know Mm -hmm. um 
Honestly, who picked this location? It looks freezing and the railings are falling off. Not to mention they are now getting contestants to S in the bu- in buckets in the wilderness. Yeah, um, I feel bad. I feel like New Mexico is probably better than what they're showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for oh, sure. I did get a fun fact. Okay, let me... Mm. I think it was in my Twitter DMs. Let me look. Let me look, let me look. Yeah, has Emily Shearer investigated this property at all? No, Emily, please. I tried, Ugh, maybe, I tried maybe to look at their like, menus. They have five restaurants on site, but they don't have any menus listed. Okay, so, let me look at my Instagram DMs. Like, it was somewhere. Wait, I found one. No, it's not, not clickable. Anyway, somebody... Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry if you're listening and it was you and I can't find where you DM'd me. Um... Somebody messaged me to be like, listen, the New Mexico weather is exactly oh. what they showed in Kid Nation, and that New Mexico has a higher elevation than Denver. Yes, I think that was on Twitter. So I remember that as well. Oh, okay. So see. it I wasn't in my DMs? It. No, it was. Oh. Where is it? Noelle underscore Lynn said, um, I've lived in New Mexico almost my whole life and that weather you saw in Kid Nation is 100% real. Albuquerque is at a higher elevation than Denver, so that's why it's a fallacy that it's just a hot desert here all the time. It's only hot during the summer months. I think they started filming here in March, so it was likely about 50 degrees while all the limos were pulling up. All I could think about was how cold Katie must have been in that dress. Perhaps the creepy long hug was more welcome than we thought. <laughs> That is probably the case. So, yeah, I love getting those kind of like behind, like insider info because that is one state I've never been to and I would like to go. I know. It seems lovely. Yeah. I mean, not they, they are not highlighting it well, but I, right. it in general seems lovely. Right. Uh, okay. What else does Doc have to say? Uh, seeing John and his spindly frame gave me hope that I could be a contestant on the show, though I doubt I, w- I would have been as polite to the weird comments from the random bearded man ringing the bell. Also, isn't that a job that Big Polly could do? Great call. Yeah, who was that guy? (laughs) Do you think Big Polly only comes with Chris Harrison? No, because I think he was on the premiere. I think he brought out like the group date rose or something. Or the (laughs) first impression rose. So, yeah, that's kind of funny. And I so desperately wanted the worst person on the group date to be given the cactus sitting next to the rose on the table. They could have (laughs) called it the loser cactus and they could give it to the guy who put his D in a box. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's, That's well, gosh, you texted me and was like, listen, this is going to be a short out. And I was like, is it? (laughs) I shouldn't have doubted you. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when they don't, Give us a rose ceremony. There's only so much we can do. And when the fourth drama is Aaron and Cody, who we don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Haley, you are busy these days. Where can people find you? What are you up to? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hstrong underscore. You can check out my reading Instagram account at the strong library. Well, I'm still covering uh, Top Chef here on the hop-ups network um what else am i doing i don't know just puttering around having a time working on the watch tan yeah 
<laughs> you're still wearing a watch even if you're not wearing belts so i think that's good no the watch is permanent the watch and i are one i love knowing what time it is actually i have my regular watch and then i have my fitbit my fitbit just stopped working a couple of months ago maybe last month or so so i got a new one but they didn't have the same one i got before like, I seem to just go through two Fitbits every two years. So I had to get the newer version, which comes with, like, a time. Like, it's like a watch. It lets me know what time. So now I, have, I technically wear two watches all the time. Oh, my gosh. Do you ever get comments? Like, people are like, oh, a watch. Um, Sometimes. Yeah. Like, when people are like, oh, what time what? is that? I'm just like, it's this time. Obviously, because I have it on my, on my wrist. I do get comments asking if i'm left-handed because i wear my watch on my right hand okay even though i'm not left-handed oh interesting i just feel like it's more convenient like i'm right-handed so why wouldn't i move my my right wrist more to look at (laughs) what time it is right right and now my watch hand is so prominent that i could never change wrists i guess it's yeah it was like a school thing like if you're writing with your right hand then it would kind of scrape but you don't have to worry about that these days we're not doing homework no, doing yeah, and I, yeah, or like I can like slightly lift my wrist off the table. Like it's not that big of a deal for me. Right. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at RHAP Recapper and not much else right now, but, you know, Merida First Sight is coming back. So Asia and I hope to be coming back for that. So it'll be interesting to if I'm doing a double duty summer. <laughs> See if I can keep track <laughs> of things be, again. You're going to be tired. What can I say? I know. I know you've, you're a pro at it, but I'm going to be like, well, what day is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be what like, time is it? <laughs> you're going to be like, listen, Haley, Asia, can we do one podcast where I talk about married at first sight and the bachelor at the hey, same time? That's a good idea. <laughs> Let's get everybody watching that show. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We will be back next week. Bye. Bye.